0: Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Today's episode is another one of those special episodes where I take the audio from another show that I host and share it with the listeners of this podcast. As you might know, I host now three other podcasts. Podcasts. I have this one, which is Making Waves at Sea Level. I have a show called The Webinar Talk Show, that is a video program that lives on both Facebook and YouTube that I host with my friend Eliz Green. Then I host the Digital Enterprise Society podcast. And starting in January, I am going to be the host of the National Speakers Association's brand new show called Speakernomics. For today's show, I have the audio that was recorded for an episode of the Digital Enterprise Society podcast that aired last week, and I interviewed Jerry O'Brien. Now, many of you might know Jerry because he's a good friend of mine. He's part of my mastermind group, and he is about to release a book in 2021 called They Buy Your Because. Jerry has a great way of looking at how you can influence people, whether you're in sales, whether you work for a company. It doesn't matter. Even influencing your own kids on how to put the dishes in the dishwasher You, as a human being, always have to find ways to influence other people, to buy from you, to work with you, just to be able to make the world flow. And the interview was so strong, and he shared so many ideas for the listeners of the Digital Enterprise Society that when I listened to it again, I thought, everyone, everyone needs to hear the framework that Jerry has created around influence. So as you're planning your year for 2021, you need to know the power of because, and Jerry does a great way of helping you take a look at that. So fasten your seatbelt, and here we go, and enjoy this episode that was recorded for the Digital Enterprise Society. However, it's going to have a huge impact on you as you plan your new year. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Digital Enterprise Society podcast, Thank you so much for every week coming along on the journey of this show that we designed to be a resource for those who work in and around PLM. The Digital Enterprise Society is the forum for the exchange of ideas surrounding the tools, processes, and practices used across the product lifecycle. To learn more, go visit digitalenterprisesociety.org. My name is Tom Singer, and I have the honor to co-host this show every week with Craig Brown. Now, he's not here this week because we're doing sort of one of those career episodes, but usually Craig is here with me, and Craig, he is an industry veteran and former PLM leader at General Motors. We have been having so much fun for over a year and a half working with the Digital Enterprise Society to create this podcast, and there is more to come in 2021. So if you like the show. Be sure to tell all your coworkers and your friends because this is the place for PLM. Each week we try to bring to this podcast really interesting interviews and other ideas that are going to help all the listeners enhance and grow their careers. And that's what I'm going to do today when I talk to my friend Jerry O'Brien. So Jerry is a professional speaker and a consultant to CEOs and business executives about why people why people buy your stuff, how they're influenced by you. And this is really important whether you're in a sales job or any type of career, because the truth is all of you who are listening right now, you have to influence somebody. You have to influence your boss on a new product, a project. You have to influence your coworkers to make sure everybody keeps along as the project moves forward. So everybody has to influence. And Jerry is about to release a book in 2021 called They Buy Your Because. And he has taken this whole idea that many of you have probably heard about, about sort of, oh, you got to know your why. And he's taken it to a new level because your why is important, but When people understand your because, that's how you influence people. So, Jerry O'Brien, welcome to the Digital Enterprise Society podcast. Hey,
1: thanks for having me.
0: So, thank you. I, I really appreciate you jumping on here as we wrap up 2020, thank goodness, and we move on towards 2021. I think this whole idea of people thinking forward for the new year about their careers and what they can do to enhance and grow their careers is really important. So you talk about this whole idea of influencing others. How did you even get started in, in this area of study?
1: Well, thanks, Tom. So, you know, I started out my career in, proct- in marketing at Procter & Gamble. Now, the folks on the podcast might go, gosh, why are we having a marketing guy? I don't do marketing. I'm a, in software. You know, I, I, I work in my company about product lifecycle stuff. But as you said in the opening, Tom, it's so important we all influence somebody. So in marketing, that's our job is to influence people to buy our product versus another product. So I started out my career in marketing at Procter & Gamble. And a few years later, I moved to Colorado to work for the Coors Brewing Company, selling beer, influencing customers to buy beer. Now, that's a crowded, competitive, commoditized market. So a couple of weeks after I get to Coors, there's a big marketing department offsite, right? We're leaving the office building. We're going to a Hotel 10 minutes away from the office building. Everyone in the marketing department is leaving, and I'm walking out of the office building. And I end up walking out of the office building next to the chief marketing officer. Now, this is my boss's, 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 boss. <laughs> the head of the whole marketing department. You guys can appreciate this. Sometimes you're influencing your boss. Sometimes you're influencing your boss's boss. And this time I'm influencing the head of the marketing department for a $4 billion beer company. The guy's been in beer marketing for 30 years. I'm walking out next to him and he turns to me and he says, hey, Jerry, you know, And I'm new at the company. He says, why don't you ride over there with me? And I'm thinking, (laughs) yeah, good opportunity (laughs) to get to know the chief marketing officer. So we walk out to his car. And of course, it's this big, long, super sleek, brand new Mercedes Benz. And I'm thinking, ooh, successful. So we get in the car and then it occurs to me, I'm like, oh, I got 10 minutes with the chief marketing officer. I better ask him a really good question. So I look smart. So I'm thinking, what's the most important marketing question of all? I'm ticking through the questions in my mind. He pulls out and I turn to him and I say, Lee, why is it that a consumer, right? You know, the people that we're trying to influence, people that give us the money for the beer. I said, Lee, why is it that a consumer chooses to buy one beer versus another beer? And I'm thinking this guy is about to give me a 10 minute lesson on how people how, like how people make decisions and how we influence those decisions to get them to buy what we want them to buy. Instead, he turns to me and he says, well, geez, Jerry, if I knew the answer to that question, we'd all be rich.
0: <laughs> and I'm thinking,
1: <laughs> well, you appear to be rich <laughs> and you're the head of marketing for a $4 billion beer company. And you don't know the answer to how we influence people to buy this versus that. I spent the rest of my career learning, creating, and honing a framework of influence, of how we get people to do what we want them to do, whether it's your boss, your boss's boss, your team. Have you ever had to try to hire someone onto your team from outside of your company and you're trying to convince them that your company is the one to work for and they've got two other offers on the table? How do we influence people to say yes to you versus all their other options? And so. Uh, regardless of what your position is, you need to be in a position of influence. And so this framework shows everyone how to be more influential and get people to say yes to the thing that you're trying to convince them of. I mean, it even works with your your kids. You know, if you got to get your kid to put the bowl face down in the dishwasher instead of face up so when the cycle's done is not full of water, I'm going to show you how to have a framework of influence to convince people. To do things
0: if you can show people how to get their kids to do things correctly around the house this will be the most popular episode of the digital enterprise society podcast ever recorded so so jerry what is this framework what what have you come up with
1: all right well there's four parts to the framework there's four questions question and, and now i'm going to give you some examples and case studies that have nothing to do with software they have nothing to do with your business they have not they have everything to do with you learning the framework, so you can apply it to your particular situation. So question number one, uh, uh, who are you influencing? Now, this seems like a really obvious thing, right? If it's the chief marketing officer, the answer is, who am I influencing? Chief marketing officer. If you're selling beer, it's, you know, young men who drink beer. Is the, Who are you influencing? But it's really important to get into this mindset because not everyone can be influenced in the same way. So if you're influencing your spouse versus your kid, you might use a different technique, right? If you're influencing your boss's boss's boss versus uh, your, your counterpart that is, you know, at your same level in a company, but you need them to do something or decide something or believe something. So who, question number one, who are you actually influencing? Let's get focused because not everyone is the same. So that's easy. That's question one. Question two, now that we know who we're influencing, now we get into the good part. Question two is, what are your insights about that person? Well, what do I mean by insights? What does that mean, Jerry? Insights. What do those people? I'm going to give you five ideas that will help you uncover insights. What do those people want more of in their life or in their business or in their job or in their anything? What do they want more of? What do they want less of? What do they want to avoid? What do they wish wasn't happening? What frustrates them? What do they want more of? What do they want less of? Now, said another way, more powerfully. What do they hope for? You know, that's a kind of a more of, but even more emotional, right? What do they hope for in their career, in their life, in their department, in their budget, right? And what do they fear? Now, you're... you're with your boss's boss, and you're trying to get them to approve a project or a budget or a thing for you, what do they hope will happen if they give you the money? What do they fear will happen if they give you the money? Mm. Now, sometimes in, Amer- in corporate America, We're competing sometimes. This is when I was in corporate America. You're competing for budgets across other departments or other people or whatever. And you want to do this amazing project that's going to be awesome for what you're trying to accomplish. But you got four other people at your level going after the same bucket of money. What what do the executives fear will happen if they give the money to someone else versus give it to you? What do they fear will happen if they give the money to you versus someone else? Now, this is putting you in the mindset of the decision maker, getting you these insights. What do they want more of, less of? They want more success, less hassle. They want more hitting their numbers for the year and less uncertainty around those numbers. Get, to, get those insights. What do they hope will happen? At the end of the year, we're all going to be celebrating because we got 130% uh, bonuses, right? What do they fear will happen? I give you the, the the money and you run over on budget and timing and nothing happens and it doesn't work and it's obsolete before it hits the ground or whatever. Now said another way. So those are the first four things, more or less of hope for fear. What problem are they actually trying to solve? When you're influencing someone, if they've got a big problem or five big problems on their plate and you're not one of them, they don't care you have to know what are the problems that they're trying to solve right now? What's on their plate? What are they thinking about? Because if you're not one of them, they can't even hear you. (laughs) So before you start to influence, you got to understand these things. You got to ask the questions. You got to ask people around them. You got to ask their team. You got to ask your team. You got to figure it out. Same goes with whoever you're trying to influence. More or less of hope for fear. What problem are they trying to solve? That's question two, insights. So once you have these insights. Once you have these insights, what's the outcome? Question number three, what's the outcome that you're going to promise? What's the thing that's in it for them? Now, in your opening, Tom, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people, some of you may have, if you follow gurus and famous YouTube videos and books and business and things like that, You've heard of this guy, Simon Sinek, and he says, you got to find your why. Why you do what you do is what people care about. Now, this actually can be very true for um, motivating your team, inspiring your department, sometimes motivating uh, potential employees. Oh, why we do product lifecycle management. Here's the honest truth. You're, if you're lucky, people might care why you're in product life cycle management or why you're into developing and using the software. Or they might just care what's in it for them. What's the outcome that you're going to promise to them? What's the thing that happens if I say yes to you? What's in it for me? I don't really care why you're in, in, in software or why you're in managing lifestyle. I don't really care. I care what's in it for me. Tell me what I care about for me. What are you going to give me more of or less of in my life? What are you going to deliver for my hopes or my fears? What does my life look like a year from now or two years from now? What does my budget look like, right? And did you solve the problem I'm trying to solve? What's the outcome? What is the promise you're going to make to me? Uh, our our friend who Tom also knows guy named Bruce church He wrote a whole book about, uh, what's in it for me. His book is called, it's all about them. (laughs) So many times we focus on ourselves. What do we, what do I need to accomplish this year? What's on my to-do list? What, what's, what does my team have to get done this week? But what your team cares about, what your boss cares about is not your, you or your projects. They care about themselves. So the outcome that we promise for them is critical. That's question three. Now I'm going to give you question four, Tom, and then we can go back and we can talk about examples or case studies or bring some of these ideas more to life. Question four is the reason that I get brought into conferences. It's the thing that I've become known for. It's the reason why CEOs, sales teams, uh, uh, software companies, engineers, uh, people that that do that need to influence anyway, anyone. It's the reason why they bring me in. Question four finishes your sentence of influence. If we just roll in and tell someone, what's the outcome that I'm going to promise you? Hey, you got to give us the money for this new software development because, right? You got to give us this money. What are you going to deliver? We're going to deliver XYZ. Oh, really? You're going to deliver? What people want is the proof that you can deliver what you say you're going to deliver in the outcome. If you say the outcome of this is this, here's what we get as an organization. People want the proof that you can deliver it. Now, I spent my career doing marketing and strategy for billion-dollar companies like Procter & Gamble and Coors Light and Red Robin. Now During that time, I made TV commercials that sold billions of dollars of beer and burgers and soap at P&G. There's a technique that we use in TV commercials that gets you to want to buy our products, and you don't even know we're doing it. We influence you to buy And I'm going to show you that technique right now that's used in billion-dollar TV commercials. I'm going to show you the technique in question four. And I'm going to show you how to apply it so that you can be more influential. You don't have to make a TV commercial to use the technique. You just have to want to influence someone. I'll show you the technique that we use in TV commercials. And by the way, you'll always now recognize it and see it in any commercial or video that you watch trying to influence you to do something, you'll see this technique being used. But you can now put it to work in anyone, with anyone that you're trying to to influence. Question number four is called, what's your because? Your because is the end of the sentence of influence. When you promise an outcome to someone, you, you start with their insights. What do they want more of, less of? You take those insights and you turn them into a promise, an outcome, the thing that you're going to deliver. And then you finish the sentence of influence with a because. Your because is your piece of proof, logical, rational proof that this is a good decision. Let me give you, let me give you an example that will help your ears hear the sentence of influence. Let's think of a real simple example. Papa John's Pizza. Papa John's pizza, their slogan, their slogan is something real simple. Now, some, I want you guys to all think about this. Do you even know? Can you remember what Papa John's, half of you are like, oh, I know what it is.
0: I can't Papa remember. I, I can't remember. You can't remember. No. It's
1: better ingredients, better pizza. Now, I want you to think about that. Very simple. What's the outcome? I want everyone to really get this because I want you to understand and learn the framework. The Outcome, the outcome is better pizza. Better pizza. Now I want you, now I'm going to tune in your ears. Okay. You guys already, this is a podcast. This is so fun. I'm going to tune your ears. Get, get ready. Your ears are going to hear this. Now I'm going to tell you your ears, your gut, your subconscious can hear things and give signals to your brain that you don't even know is happening. And I'm about to allow you to hear one right now. My name is Jerry. I'm going to open up a pizza place. Okay. And I'm going to give you my marketing right now. I want you to listen to my marketing and see how it strikes you in your subconscious in your gut. All right. Hey, come on in to Jerry's pizza. Our pizza is better. Does that sound comp- mm. eh, right? Mm. Yeah. Tom like, eh. no, because we didn't finish the sentence of influence. Now we all want better pizza. Oh, our project is better. This is the best project in the whole company. Eh. Because, right? Because your brain, your subconscious is looking for that piece of proof. It's looking for the proof that you've got better pizza. Every restaurant owner, I mean, so many restaurant owners. I work with a lot of restaurant owners. I say, oh, why would someone come into your restaurant? And they say, oh, we've got the best burgers. And your brain is going, eh. eh they're better. They're, your, your, your burgers are the best because? See, your brain is looking for the ending of the sentence of influence so papa john says no we got better pizza because we've got better ingredients now they didn't even, now note they didn't even use the word because there's no magic in the word because the because is your rational logical proof now here's how i like to say it your brain needs a rational reason to make an emotional decision Your boss, your boss's boss's boss, who's deciding on budgets or projects or that employee you'd like to hire, it's an emotional decision because they don't want to make a mistake. My career is on the line. My budget is on the line. Our bonus next year is on the line. Our future uh, efficiency in the company is on the line. I don't want to make a mistake. Oh, you should choose this project because... What's the outcome and then what's the proof? You should buy this pizza. The pizza is better because we've got better ingredients. Now, almost none of us have taken the time to figure out what makes their ingredients better. But if you go to Papa John's website today, you can click on whatever the tag is, the, the, the tab is, and they'll tell you all about every ingredient on their pizza and what makes it Amazing. And this is the kind of backup and information and logical, rational proof that you need when you want to influence someone to do something. Now, they might not ever go and dig into what makes your choice so much better. It's better ingredients, gives us better pizza. Papa John's built a $3 billion a year pizza company on a simple finishing the sentence. Our pizza is better because we use better ingredients. And it gave their entire organization, their entire team, their entire franchise system alignment around what makes this choice better than that choice. So for all of the listeners, I want you to think about what's the outcome you promise and what's the rational, logical proof, the reason why they should make this choice versus another choice. What's the proof that you're gonna deliver what you say you're going to deliver?
0: So would this be a good example? Everyone who works in and around product lifecycle management should be listening to the Digital Enterprise Society podcast because we bring amazing guests like Jerry O'Brien who open up from the heart and give you actionable ideas that will enhance your career.
1: Yeah, let me show you, Tom, how this it, it could take that and make it even better. Because what we're trying to do is learn the framework, right? So right. the framework is finishing a sentence of influence. Now, you gave us a, a because… Now, this is where it can get confusing. Oh, because we bring great information and knowledge that you can work, put to work in your business.
0: Yeah, I was thinking Jerry O'Brien is equivalent to better ingredients. Right, right. Now, listen to this, Tom. I'm going to take
1: what you said, and I'm going to make it even better. So let's just assume that the outcome, what all of your listeners get, the outcome that they get is amazing information that is actionable and that they can put to work. And what we've found, we we went and dug up some rational, logical information, Tom. I'm going to make this up now. It's what I do to demonstrate things. What if we found out that the PLM professionals that listen to the podcast regularly either, I'm going to make up some things here, Mm -hmm. get promoted 25% faster than their peers, that they get their projects approved at twice the rate of other people's projects, that their budgets are 30% bigger, that, I mean, what are the metrics that we'd want? What if we find, see how we take, now the outcome is the information and the wonderful uh, things we learn and the because, the proof is the actual results of what happens when you put those things to work, right? Or you find out that your listeners are the, the, the highest level or or highest sort of rated professionals or that they all have a, a you know, I'm forgetting it when in corporate America how um, there's different like, oh, you're a five or you're a four or you're a three or you're a perform in place. What if we find out that the people that are proactive podcast listeners are advancing in their career, they have higher ratings, they get higher bonuses, whatever. Now, Tom, that's actually probably true. Right now, if we could say that for
0: our listeners, I'm just I don't have proof, but I'm sure it's true. I'm sure it's true. Our listeners cut above everybody else for sure.
1: But here's the point is you. Yes, you get that proof. And all of a sudden, if if they found out that people that listen to this got promoted 25 percent faster, you know how many listeners you're going to have more. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're going to influence people to listen. So this is what I want for all of your listeners within their companies. What's that rational, Mm -hmm. logical proof? That you're going to get the outcome that you promise. Now, when you're influencing anyone, uh, what's in it for them, and how do you prove that you're going to get what you say you're going to get? And when I talk to people who compete in really, really crowded industries, um, people like um, you know, let's talk about real, like a really crowded industry that everyone can relate to, like. HVAC installers, people that come to your house and install a furnace or an air conditioner, right? And the last time you had one of those done, you got like three bids and they kept coming and saying, that's $15,000 to put your air conditioner in or your heater, or your furnace or whatever. I deal with a lot of those kind of folks. And one day I'm in a brainstorming session with like hundred HVAC professionals. And we're talking about insights. What are the insights? What's the mindset of your customers? One of the guys, one of the owners of one of these companies stood up, he goes, you know what? Customers really care a lot about price, but not only because they want to save money. I said, Oh, what are other reasons they care about price? He said, because they want to prove to their neighbor that they got a good deal, or they want to prove to their father-in-law or their brother, that they got a good deal. I'm like, really? And all the other HVAC owners in the room were like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 they all agreed. I'm like, really? People want to be able to prove to someone else that they made a good call. Because the decisions we make in business or in life are really important and we don't wanna make a bad decision. Mm This is one of the insights about the people that you're trying to influence. They don't want to make a bad call. So our brain is looking to make sure that we've got proof that we're making a good call such that we could convince someone else that we made a good call. How often does someone that you're influencing have to then go convince someone else that this is the right decision? And you're not even in that meeting. Oh, we got to take Bob's or Susie's. Uh, recommendation to, to uh, apply the budget here to do this because I'll tell you what they do, Tom. They say, oh, we got to take this recommendation because. And they literally say the word because when they're trying to convince someone else to take your recommendation mm-hmm. on your behalf and you're not even in the room or maybe you are. We need to arm those people with the information they need to make a rational, logical piece of proof, rational, logical reason to make this choice versus that choice. And that's the mistake a lot of times that we make is we tell people what the outcome is. Oh, this will be so great, it'll save us money. It'll save us money because, boom, boom, boom. Rational, logical, proof. A little bit of support is all you need to get people to say, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, that's a good
0: call. So as we move into this brand new year, you know, things are. It's been. It's been. A, it's been a rough year last year. People are really optimistic about this year. A lot of people are going to try and get some projects into place in their careers, uh, for their teams, etc. Moving forward, how can what? What's a couple of little things people can do to be paying attention to how to find that? Because.
1: Step one, always, and this is a big mistake because I was in corporate America a long time at lower levels and coming up through the chain and becoming an executive. What executives will tell you is many times that the people that are doing the real work in the organizations don't understand what the executives who are making the decisions are actually thinking about. The insights, we get the insights wrong, so the influence doesn't work because they're thinking about things that we don't even know they're thinking about. If you wanna advance your career, if you wanna advance your influence in your organization, start asking the questions about what's on the plate of the boss or the boss's boss or boss's boss's boss. What are they thinking about? What problems are they trying to solve? A lot of times the things they're trying to solve are something that you can help solve and it will help you think about how you sell in your ideas in a context that is in terms of what they are thinking about, not what you are thinking about. That is a thing that if you wanna get your project or your thing or help your company the most, understand what is on their minds, what they want more of, less of, what they're hoping for 2021, what they're fearing for 2021. Those things have never been more important. The insights have never been more important. And then it'll be, then honestly, your outcomes and becausees become obvious. Once you know the mindset of the people that you're trying to influence and what's on their minds. Hmm.
0: Well, Jerry, I wish we had like two hours for this podcast because we're just we're just scratching the surface of this power of because that is out there. So your book, which is they buy your because is due out like summertime 2021. Yep. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. So if people want to find out more about you, they can go to your website, which is What Big Brands Know, K-N-O-W, What Big Brands Know. They can probably also find you if they just Google Jerry with a G, O'Brien uh, with an O. Uh,
1: well, with an O-N. O'Brien with an O-B-R-I- yeah. O-N. I'm one of the only ones in the world. So yeah,
0: no, and th- that, I LinkedIn forgot and there's connect- an O up front. I meant the last O. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So co- come find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. I'm happy to. Happy to do it.
0: Any last ideas as people launch into 2021? Any, any final thoughts? Have, have a great
1: holiday season because 2021 is going to be, I think, a year of coming together in our country around so many, so many uh, big things. And it's going to be a new launch of all of our businesses and all of our careers and all of our, I think we're all going to be more focused on really the big things that matter. So it's going to be a real exciting year, I think, for all of us.
0: Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Jerry, for joining us here on the Digital Enterprise Society podcast. And to everybody who listened, join us next week for more thoughts, ideas, and information in and around product lifecycle management. The Digital Enterprise Society, it is the place for the exchange of ideas around digital manufacturing tools. Go check us out at digitalenterprisesociety.org. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger.